are listening to Stride of Nutrition's Ingredients for Success podcast, where you can consume dietary supplement industry's best practices, trends, news, and other insights provided through interviews and discussions with industry professionals and members of the Stratum Nutrition team. Welcome back to the Ingredients for Success podcast. I'm your host, David Hoover. And today, our guest is the lovely Pauline Cox. Pauline is a functional nutritionist, an author, a mother, an entrepreneur, and a co-founder of Sew and Arrow, a health food store focused on high-quality, nutrient-dense food and supplements with an emphasis on health optimization and sustainability. She has always had a keen interest in human science and studied for her first degree in anatomical sciences at the University of Bristol. Upon graduation, she returned to study for a further bachelor's of science in physiotherapy. She completed her higher education with a master's in nutrition, physical activity, and public health. Pauline is currently undertaking the much sought after master's level in integrative medicine. Her second book, Hungry Woman, is due for release in June 2023, and her first book, The Award-Winning Primal Living in a Modern World, is available at sewandarrow.com. Wow. It's very clear you love to learn and consume as much information in human science and nutrition as possible, but it is also very clear that you are a very, very busy person. So I do appreciate you taking the time to join me today, Pauline. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate you having me on, and I thoroughly love doing shows like this because it's really a part of my passion to share information, share ideas and talk to people like yourself about different ideas around nutrition and supplements and what we can all do together collectively when we share these ideas. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Before uh, we get going, I'd like to start with a few icebreakers. Again, for our listeners, I provide you the first question. Two or three are surprises. So here we go. What was your dream job when you were a kid? That's a great question. I think my dream job, I didn't have so much a dream job in mind, but I knew I loved helping people. So I was always given things for my Christmas presents and birthdays that involved um, like little medical kits and a stethoscope and a, a thermometer that I could take the temperature of my teddies and dollies and, and my long-suffering brother and sister. So I always knew I had a real interest in humans and helping people and also a a very caring nature. As a child, I I really didn't like seeing people suffering and, and, and not particularly well. So I think my dream job as a child really, it, it revolved around the thought of helping people and helping people to not be unwell in the simplest of terms. And it seems like you've actually started living out that dream job. So that's great. All right, um, let's go. Let's dive a little bit deeper. What is your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, gosh, that is a good question. My go-to karaoke (laughs) song probably be something quite uplifting um, and probably something like Queen's Don't Stop Me Now because it's quite a... um, It gets the energy going. Um, Absolutely. And I think that it in the world that we work in, which is very much around optimizing health and really using natural medicines and natural resources, it can sometimes feel like you're pushing a bit against a, an uphill battle and you need that kind of energy and that enthusiasm and passion and determination to push forward with these messages when there's such a strong narrative that people must hand over their power to... Um, 
alternative forms of healthcare. So I think for me that that music really embodies how you know we can take information and use it to empower people and help them to really create their ultimate health and and carve out their health destiny. I love it. Something upbeat because health nutrition is upbeat. We want to upbeat, be uplifting. So I love it. I love it. All right, let's go. Um, So obviously you're big in nutrition. So what food did you not like as a kid that you love now? Oh, David, that's quite an easy one. I would say broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, think that's... I think that's a lot for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very typical at school to receive slightly overcooked and bland vegetables. And that was not um, unlike how I had my school vegetables presented. So broccoli was a bit of a chore to eat. However, now I absolutely love cruciferous vegetables. And I feel that there's so much we can do with vegetables to make them really delicious. Adding, I'm a big fan of adding condiments, spices, herbs, salt, um, Mm. different cooking techniques. So roasting, mashing. I love cauliflower mash with garlic, herbs. So um, I can't see myself living without broccoli and cauliflower and all these incredible cruciferous vegetables now. But I think I should have told my younger self that because I think I I don't think I'd have believed it back then. (laughs) Right. And all that describing spices and herbs, you just really made me really, really hungry. And it's only like 9.30 in the morning. (laughs) I'm starving. I got a ways to go for lunch. No, that's great. I love love that part of kind of just um, icebreakers, kind of just out of the norm, getting to hear that. It's a lot of fun. Congratulations. You passed all of them. So there's that. (laughs) <laughs> so let's let's dive straight in let's talk supplements all right okay. why do you think more people are turning to supplements these days i think it's it's really interesting this whole the whole world of supplements is something that i find fascinating i think people are looking to supplements because they're looking for natural ways to enhance their health and the reality is much of the food whilst it's fantastic that people are turning to whole foods, vegetables, egg, dairy, all these things that are essentially great for our um, well-being. Foods just don't have the same nutrient levels that they did 50, 60, 70 years ago. This is because of soil quality. It's because of food production, processing. And so we do know that our the levels of um key nutrients, particularly the trace elements within the soil, um, magnesium, iodine, all of the the things that we need that are really essential for our mental well-being, our physical well-being, aren't the same as they would have been before in terms of the levels. And not only that, we we are living in an environment that's continuously depleting us of our nutrients. So, you know, when we, when our inflammatory levels are higher, it's depleting us of certain minerals such as magnesium. When our blood sugars are higher, it's depleting us of certain B vitamins such as thiamine. Um, We are continuously bombarded with various toxins within our environment, the air, these persistent organic pollutants. And so we need these defenses more than ever. And yet our food, our main source of these nutrients are depleted more than ever. And so targeted supplements, those supplements that we know we're deficient in can be incredibly beneficial. And I believe that the the that people's demand for nutrients and supplements 
is a reflection that they are they're aware of this they're aware that we aren't necessarily getting enough through our food and they're aware that there are all these different ways that we're depleting ourselves and not necessarily even absorbing the nutrients in the same way that we would have in our younger years or even because of the medications that so many people are taking Mm -hmm. So that leads to my next question. I, and I think I know the answer based off the first question, your response. So do you think supplements are necessary? And then the why? Yeah, so I think for some people, they're necessary. Um, I would say that first and foremost, you have to have a great diet, you cannot out supplement a great diet. However, you know, we're looking at so many individuals who are not necessarily getting the recommended amount of um, vegetables or nutrients from their diet, particularly um, essential fatty acids, for example. Research tells us that many of us are low in omega-3 fatty acids and some people don't get access to quality fish. Some people choose to not eat fish and follow a vegetarian or a vegan diet. And so there are these core nutrients that we are depleted in that can be easily supplemented, but it's finding the right supplements and the right compounds and the, the quality of the supplement. And I think that's where so many people become a little bit confused. I get an incredible amount of messages via Instagram or via my, um, my Facebook group saying, I want to supplement, but I don't know where to start. I don't know who to trust. There's so many options out there where do I go? And it can be very difficult for people to understand or even navigate that very confusing landscape of what's good for me, what's not good for me, particularly when there's quite a lot of conflicting information out there. And it seems to change from week to week, we should be taking this, we shouldn't be taking that. These are good for you. These are not good for you. And so people become a little bit nervous when it comes to understanding which ones they should be choosing, how much they should be choosing, and are there any risks of having certain supplements when they're taking medication as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And that's, that's one of the many, many things that you do is you take the science behind supplementation supplements and stuff. And then you, you process it in a way that in consumers, you can educate them, which, which is huge. Um, because like you said, there's a lot of lot coming out in many, many different directions. So I think breaking down that science and then processing it into something the average person can understand is great. So thank you for doing that. All right, let's let's move into natural medicine, which is another field of yours. Um, what excited you about the field of natural medicine? I think it's such an exciting field because we're we're at a time when really, as a global population, we face epidemic levels of chronic illness obesity, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, neurodegenerative conditions. And we need to find better ways of solving these chronic health issues that we have. And so by really helping people to understand the, the small steps they can take and the differences they can make to their bodies on a system level, as well as a, a cellular level, is really fundamental to to optimizing our health. So we're not just managing symptoms by medicating. We're looking at, okay, this individual might have type two diabetes. They might be currently taking metformin. What can we do for this person to help them take responsibility for their health and get them from where they are right now to six months down the line being out of their, um, off their medication, reverse their type two diabetes, 
and living their best life. And there are so there's so much research and exciting research going on in this area, for example, with diabetes, type 2 diabetes, as to how we can really make huge differences through dietary changes, some supplemental changes, yes, but really we're looking at the body as a, as a kind of a global entity. How are we sleeping? What are our stress levels like? What are we feeding our bodies? What are we lacking in nutrients that might be driving depression or might be driving us to eat certain foods? So it's kind of like being a bit of a human detective when it comes to doing my work. You're piecing the puzzle, you're putting all the pieces of the puzzle together to try and understand what someone's driving force might be behind the decisions they're making around their food. They may well know I shouldn't be eating these foods they are driving me towards a diabetic lifestyle. However, it might be that they, they're using that food as a coping mechanism because they're not sleeping and then they need that, that sugar hit to get them through the day. So it really comes down to step by step, making these changes and empowering people with the knowledge and empowering them with, it's almost like reclaiming your health, empowering you with the tools that you need to take back your health and say, I don't want to be on a lifetime of a slippery slope of medication and further and further complications. I want the knowledge and I want the tools that can help me. And natural medicine really does that. It's it's about using the best of the science and technologies we have and bringing in novel ways of approaching quite common conditions now. And that's what I find so exciting, finding novel ways of supporting chronic problems that we have. And I love the the human detective analogy you used because when you're working with people um, and they're telling you I'm feeling this way or feeling that way, and then you get down and you're like, all right, well, what are you eating? You know, you're being like a detective. You're asking these questions: What are you eating? What? Um, how's your sleep patterns? All kinds of different things. So you're you've got this detectiveness going on. So we could add detective to your resume there, right? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and it, it is often finding that one cornerstone the one thing that's that's really going to move the needle and for often for a lot of people it's sleep which then helps to improve their energy and their mood adding things before we take away i always look at people's um essential fatty acid levels for example ask them you know are you getting what are you eating let's look at your diet and then adding in a simple essential fatty acid an omega 3 fatty acid supplement because really that supports our brain health, it supports our mood, it supports our immune function. And it's something we know a great deal of people are lacking in. And so again, coming back to this kind of novel approach to supplementation, there are so many options for omega-3 fatty acids these days. Yes, we all know about the traditional fish oils, but with our population growing and so much pressure and, and demand on our oceans taking away millions of tons of fish every year, finding alternatives such as ahi flour, which I know you're aware of, um, the ahi flour oil and the benefits you get from this, the, the fatty acid composition in um, ahi flour oil. It's finding exciting and novel ways of supporting human health using supplements that are not only beneficial to human health, but they're also beneficial to planetary health. So they're sustainable, they're traceable, they're regenerative, rather than taking away from the oceans and the ecosystems that are 
supporting fish and whales and seals to feed our needs, it's a symbiotic relationship. We're growing from the earth. We're using regenerative farming techniques. We're using sustainable farming techniques. And yet we're still fulfilling our human requirements with our omega-3 fatty acids. So I love this concept of finding novel ways to really move forward to support the health needs that we have. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you mentioned sustainability, um, ahi flour. So recent surveys suggest 75 to 85% of U.S. consumers consider sustainability when making purchases. So why do you think sustainability is important when it comes to supplements and natural medicine? I think sustainability is incredibly important. You know, this relationship with the planet that we have, we rely on planetary health for our human health. And it's it's a bi-directional relationship. We cannot have human health without planetary health. And the planet is getting sicker as we are getting sicker. We take from the planet as we use it for production, for, for example, farming fish to make fish oils or um, growing monocrops. If we take from the planet and see it as just a commodity, then the planet gets sick and ultimately we get sick. So we have to have this, this respectful bi-directional relationship with planetary health and human health. And so sustainability is at the core of that. We have to look at how we can work with mother nature to benefit us as humans, but also working with the rhythms, the ebbs and flows of nature, of seasons, and to not take, but to give back as well, to protect the soils and the quality of the soil. I mean, soil quality is incredibly important, not just for crop quality, but also for sequestering carbon from the environment. So having sustainability, and I I love that statistic that you gave me, 75 to 80% of people are looking for sustainable supplements and, and sustainability is at the top of their list because really, it has to be in order for it to be something that we can continue with long term. Otherwise, in a way, we're just mortgaging the earth and, and that has to come to an end at some point and at what expense as well. So finding supplements and food products and companies that have sustainability at their core says a lot about that company, but it also says a lot about giving back to the planet and protecting the planet as well as protecting our own health. Absolutely. And and talking about how uh, supplement manufacturers yes. um, can speak sustainability to their consumer. What are some of the, what are some of the top sustainability practices, I guess is what I'm trying to say that, you know, supplement brands need to speak to consumers about. Yeah, that's a great question because there's so much greenwashing, David, as I'm sure you're aware and I think transparency is is incredibly important. You can try and trick consumers with labels that give the impression that you're green and sustainable and you care about the planet when the complete opposite is true. Or you can be completely transparent about your best efforts and what you're doing to ensure that the farmers that you're using the raw ingredients for your supplements are growing sustainability. They're protecting indigenous communities. They are following best practice when it comes to farming techniques and soil, preventing soil degradation and, and soil quality. So really, I think it's about 
educating the consumer in a very transparent way and being very open about where you're at and where you're going and what you're trying to achieve along the way. Because I'm sure there are a lot of companies out there who are trying their best, but they're not where they want to be yet. But their customers will love hearing that they are making changes and that they're they're looking to the future and looking to switch this system to another one because it's more sustainable. They're looking to use these crops over those crops because they're better for the environment. And this is translating to all areas of healthcare at the moment. And so we're finding that not only are consumers buying supplements benefiting from this sustainable way of finding new and novel plants, which were once thought of as weeds, to improve the health of themselves and the planet. But this could translate into very lots of different areas of healthcare. Yes, it's it's a it's an interesting area of science that I'm sure will reveal more and more of these wild, once thought of as weeds plants that that sort of reveal all of these incredible properties that benefit us as humans without taking, taking, taking from one sole source, such as fish, to provide us with those marine omega-3 fatty acids. Mm -hmm. We had talked on that call before about the the science and how it's always changing. And so, like you said, there's going to be instances pop up where you find like um i thought it was a it was a weed you know yes. grown in the uk and then all these benefits come out of it so there's going to be more and more instances of things like that as science develops and research continues and again what you do is you take that science and you process it for the so the end consumer has a bird's eye view of it that's right and back on the sustainability um i loved how you mentioned it's easy to just on a label say you know we're 100% sustainable or whatever it's it's very easy to say that consumers kind of see that and they're like, oh yeah, this is this is the product I want, you know, but really, as you explained, showing what are they doing really, really proves it a lot rather than throwing it on a label and saying, yep, that's what we are. Consumers, they're actually, they're actually diving into the sustainability behind products and doing their own research. And yes, I feel like there's this this veil that's been lifted. And rather than just accepting what we've always been told, whether that be this is good for you, or you must take this to fix this. I think people are now taking ownership a lot more of the information they take as gospel and true to them. And therefore, they, they're they not allowing so much just to be accepted as the norm when it's when it comes to them, regardless of where that source comes from. It could be pharmaceuticals, it could be supplements, it could be a a company selling body care products. I think people will see what they want to see, but they will also embrace companies who open up, pull back the curtains and allow them to see inside to be a part of the journey and let them see from soil to oil, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, like omega-3 fatty acids, it, they want to see that journey. They want to know that the farmers are taking care of, you know, they're, they're growing sustainably, regeneratively. They want to meet the farmers. They want to see who's growing these crops and how they're grown. And then they want to understand the process of taking those crops and then where they go next and how they're put into um a formulation, what goes into that formulation and why, how that blend is created. And then 
onto the shelf and then how that's going to benefit them as a consumer, but also how it's still protecting the earth in its production. And I think that journey is a big part of the consumer's decision these days with, particularly with spending, um, being people are more conscious about what they're spending their money on. And so rather than people cutting out these things that are important to them, they will just become much more particular about where they spend their money and supporting the companies they see as doing good. Love it. And I love the passion that you speak behind it. We could talk for hours. I know I could listen to you for hours, uh, but I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for our listeners. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I think when it comes to choices people make, I think ultimately as a consumer, keep your eyes wide open. And as Mm -hmm. I said, look out for the companies who embrace questions, who embrace queries about where things are coming from and who are constantly sharing information and support those companies because they're the ones who are the future for this bi-directional relationship we have with human health and planetary health. They're the ones we need to see surviving because otherwise, you know, we we don't know what's going to happen with our planet and our health, which is ultimately we need both to to be thriving. So absolutely take care of our planet. The planet will take care of us. So where can our listeners connect with you? Um, I share a lot of information on Instagram. So people can find me at Pauline J Cox. That's Pauline with single J Cox C-O-X. I'm also, I write blogs at So and Arrow. That's S-O-W-A-N-D-A-R-R-O-W, like bow and arrow, but with an S.com. And that's the website. I share lots of blogs and um, content on about various aspects of health. And I have a Facebook group as well, um, which is called Healthy Keto and Low Carb Living. So, or Healthy Keto and Low Carb Community, I should say. <laughs> so those those <laughs> are the few areas. If you want to hear more, get in touch with Pauline. Just got the information there. So again, been really a pleasure and um I look forward to maybe talking to you in person at some of the trade shows and stuff and just having having a chat. Lovely. Thank you, David. 